Oh yeah, she's that country girl who overcame the stigma that southern women are barefoot, backwoods, and backwards. Now she's an articulate voice for conservative values and wisdom in America. Sitting on her front porch, sharing common sense, here's Marnie. Hi, welcome back to my front porch where we talk about common sense principles in America. And today I have with me my husband, Dave Coon. Hey. Dave's going to share a story here in a minute. But first I want to talk to you about some dynamics that are going on in our country that we need to think about. First, the rules of society are rapidly changing. What is or was acceptable in the past is no longer acceptable. Imagine with me for a moment that the Green Lantern symbol, you know, it's a circle with a horizontal line through it, uh, becomes a symbol of a racist group five, ten years in the future. Okay, and then somebody looks through and finds that my son is wearing this Green Lantern symbol on his shirt. Well, now he's become someone who is racist because he's worn this symbol, you know, and people go back, reporters go back, they dig through history and see through your social media, which now we also have technology recording everything. That's another element we need to think about. Technology's recording everything we do. And then we have this blatant unforgiveness of anything. There is no saying you're sorry. There is no going back and changing anything or, or saying, hey, it wasn't really a symbol of oppression back in 2019, like it is, you know, here in the future. So there's no saying I'm sorry for it anymore. Uh, I'll give you an example. This is just some people that we are aware of through firsthand knowledge who lived in the 1920s and 30s. They owned a bar in Wisconsin. And it was like a, everybody did. Yeah, <laughs> it was an integrated bar. Blacks and whites were welcome there in this 1920s and 30s. And uh, they were friends with um, people who owned the black and tan bar, black and brown bar that was specifically for blacks only. And they were invited to attend there. They were the only ones who were invited to attend because they were really good friends and bar owners. The only whites that were. Or, oh, yeah, only whites. They were the only whites that uh, were allowed to attend. And they, in their own bar, would hold costume parties. And they would dress up in blackface all of the time. And their blacks would come, and they were fine with it. And they'd be, you know, all chummy and everything. It meant nothing to them at all. If somebody had been there with an iPhone back in that day and recorded <laughs> that, and it was on Internet the way it is today, that would be perceived as, oh, horrible crime. Now, whether you want to debate that, you know, historically blackface was good or bad, in that instance, the blacks around them did not care. Okay, so it couldn't have been as widespread horrific as what we think of it today. That's an example of how the rules are changing. So you have three things going on. You have that the technology is recording everything, the rules are changing, and there's absolutely zero forgiveness. So I've invited Dave to come tell a story. This is a recent story of someone who just cannot be forgiven for something. The thing I want to start out with, I want to ask people in the audience, men especially, when you were 14, 15, 16, 17, was your brain fully enabled? I know mine wasn't. It was just, I was fairly smart, fairly intelligent, but socially my brain was just off. So there's this guy up in Iowa recently, and as you know, if you follow sports at all, when there's a big rivalry game, uh, ESPN and Fox and other sports networks will go and they'll have a group 
um, outside of the stadium and there, it will be like a, a group of three or four men who are analysts and they'll do like a game day thing and they'll be talking about, you know, who's going to win this game and who's going to be an important player in this. And there will always be fans behind and they'll be holding up signs saying, go state or, you know, beat the U or whatever it happens to be. So this guy, this 25 year old guy holds up a sign that says, beer running low, send funds to at blah, 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 at Venmo. And everybody goes, thinks that's the funniest thing. And he starts getting money. And he's thinking he's going to get maybe raise 20 bucks. and He's going to go out and buy a case of beer or whatever. Well, it goes wild. And before he knows it, he's raised $11,000 for beer. He says, I don't need this much beer. I'm going to donate it to a local children's hospital. It's a viral explosion. And there's a beer company that says, hey, we love what you're doing. Um, we're going to match all that you've, all that you've earned. Uh, the company that he referenced uh, to get electronic money, they say, yeah, we'll match it. And pretty soon, this request for beer has grown into over a million dollars of sponsorship for this kid's hospital. And everybody's blown away. And the beer company comes out and says, we love what you did so much. And we love that you love our product. We're going to make a commemorative can with your picture on it and your name. And it's going to be, you know, this guy's name on it. And everybody's going crazy. Then some reporter from the Des Moines Register newspaper digs back and this guy's, you know, he's 24 years old, so he's got a Twitter account, digs back, the guy's 17 years old, and he tells two racist jokes when he's, sorry, when he's 16, he tells two racist jokes, and that comes back. And everybody is like, oh my gosh, this guy, when he was 16, he told these off-color racist jokes, the beer company... I'll name them. Anheuser-Busch comes out because I think they're some of the biggest hypocrites I've ever seen in my life. They come out and they say, well, you know, our moral standard is such that we can't, we can't tolerate the fact that this guy, when he was 16 years old, you know, said these uh, terrible things and that's awful. And so we're going to pull our uh, uh, support of him. But we will, you know, we will continue to donate match funds to the children's hospital. The thing that really caught me off guard was when the article came out and when when the Des Moines Register said, we're going to run this, he immediately called a press conference and he said, you know, I'm 24 years old now. I'm not the man <laughs> that I was a boy then when I was 16. And I look back at those things. I've since deleted them from my account. That is not the way I think back, you know, back then. I was just, I was a stupid 16 year old, which wraps back to my original point. How many of us, when we're 16, have our cognitive brain even functioning? I mean, I know I'm sure I said and did a lot of things when I was 16 that if I, you know, thank goodness I don't have a Twitter account back in when it was that 1974, 1973, because there would be all sorts of things that I could never uh, apologize for. This guy came out and he said, I'm terribly sorry. This is not who I am. This is not how I want to be represented. Please forgive me. And instead of forgiving him, Anheuser-Busch comes up and says, when you were 16, you didn't stand for, you know, what we, our corporate moral values are. And several people have said, okay, so what is exactly the corporate moral value of Anheuser-Busch Beer Company? Bud Light, the beer of choice after I've beaten my wife. Bud Light. 5,000 deaths a year can't be wrong from drunk driving. You know, I mean, what kind of moral background or moral standing does a beer company have? And the thing that got me the most is 
The guy apologized. If you saw him, he's like my hero. He was profoundly appalled at his own behavior eight years ago when he was a 16-year-old kid. And if we can't sit there and say, wow, I made a big mistake when I was a teenager in the throes of adolescent hormone activity, and I said some stupid things, if we can't apologize for those things, I mean, this is not like he went out and killed somebody, he, he raped somebody, he told off-color jokes. And, you know, nowadays, yes, that is reprehensible. But what happens, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing this Liz Taylor Foundation because she was a big supporter of AIDS research. What happens if somebody goes back to her National Velvet days when she was a teenager and discovers that, lo and behold, she performed in blackface? Or, lo and behold, maybe she wrote something that back then was considered funny and socially acceptable, but now it's not. Do we all of a sudden say, well, Liz Taylor was a terrible person? Or do we say, no, these people have learned. Guess what? We grow up. We learn. We sit there and look at our past and say, I mean, that's what makes us human. We sit there and we learn and we say, oh, I did something really stupid. I'm not going to do that anymore. And if you want to be like me, don't do what I did when I was 16. Do what I'm doing now. Yeah, if we steal our ability to change from other people, there's going to be a day we're going to mess up. We're going to do something that we're going to wish that we could. Again. Know. Yeah. We'll mess up again. <laughs> yeah, again. We're all messing up every day. There's not a one of us not messing up. You know, we, when we were researching the blackface, we saw where Billy Crystal did uh, Sammy Davis Jr. in blackface on SNL. And who else? And then he, it? well, he did it in, uh, in 2012 at the Oscars. At the Oscars. So that just tells you that just the dramatic change. Could he have gotten away with that? today. No way, yeah, right? Yeah. Of course, we all know that Billy Crystal is one of the most prejudiced people that has ever walked the face <laughs> of the earth, right? I mean, that's what he just exudes, racism. I'm being sarcastic here. <laughs> right. Think about the combination of the rules always changing. Everything's changing. Everything's being recorded, and we don't have any forgiveness. It's got to stop. It's really got to stop. It's time to let go and let people progress, let them move, let them, we're made to change. We were created to grow and change. And if we take that away from everybody in society, we're heading to a very horrific place. place, really. And well, surely we'll straighten us out, I'm hoping, right? <laughs> I hope so. And, and, and one of the things, too, that being able to change means that people have the right to call, call us out and say, you know, what you're doing today, not really good. And we can say, really? I didn't know that. And most people are willing to learn. There will be a few that will say, well, you're just being stupid and you're being over the top and blah, blah, blah. But most people will say, wow, okay, I you know, totally did not know that that was offensive. Totally did not know, you know, excuse my ignorance and I apologize and I will change. But if, we, if we're under such a microscope that we can never apologize, we're never going to own anything. Either. We won't we won't admit to any well, I didn't do that. Right. That's our thoughts for today. Y'all have a wonderful one. Take care. See ya.